Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in today's episode, we have an interview with Randy Shar. This, uh, this big guy has been involved in coaching as a bodybuilder coach, a gym owner, competition coach, posing coach for some of the top bodybuilders in the state and the region. He's worked with pros and amateurs. I think he's coached like 70, 80 people he's had on stage. And uh, as he'll tell you, only a couple uh, never received a trophy. Um, he's uh, kind of quietly in the background helping people out. Our powerlifting team uh, spent a year in his facility, Minnesota Muscle, when he had that. And uh, had some great, I had some great workouts there and got to see him work with people as a posing coach and trainer. And as a, he would shred you and get you in shape. Um, amazing, amazing type trainer. 30 years of experience, and I'm so glad to have him on the podcast. We want to welcome Randy Shar to the podcast. It's really great to have him here. He's kind of a local guru in bodybuilding in the Minnesota Twin Cities area. He's owned several gyms. He coaches IFBB pros, NPC pros, uh, amateurs, and uh, has been involved in the, the bodybuilding community for, for decades. So welcome to the show, Randy. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you. So, so Randy, why don't you why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, kind of how I got started, and yeah, uh, sure. You know, um, fifty two years old. I got started thirty one years ago. Wow. Okay. I was doing uh, Thai boxing. Okay. And I started to work out also, and I started to get so strong that the coaches actually told me you got to choose one or the other okay so and that was an easy choice for me i guess <laughs> so and, and like you said i've uh, i've trained a lot of people i probably put 70 80 people on stage you know only two have not got a trophy um i started doing power lifting when i when i started out you know not to your level obviously but you know for a little guy i got up to 470 bench well, that's pretty good started, that's real good yeah, yeah i thought so I think it was a state record for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I did uh, some bodybuilding and uh, I've never not got a first place. Oh, wow. So can you <laughs> list some of your titles that you have, Randy? I have never won an overall. Okay. Okay. So I've done the Gopher. Okay. I've done the North Star. I've done the Upper Midwest. I've done, uh, actually done the Gopher twice. Okay. So, you know, I get more, I get more thrill out of training somebody for shows than actually doing it myself. Cause you know, I, I don't have the best genetics for this, but I got a good eye for it. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've watched you uh, put some of your athletes through posing and, and I would definitely say, you know, as an NPC judge, you're, you're, you're one of the best trainers out there. And um, for the listeners Thanks. out there, um, you know, why would a competitive bodybuilder need a trainer? What, why can't you just do this yourself? Yeah, you sure can. But why you need a trainer is uh, you probably won't go too far on okay. your own if, if you're pretty green at it. Okay. But uh, a good trainer's got a good eye, like you were saying. You know, you've, you've watched me, you've seen how I do it. But I've got a good eye for, 
for 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 talent i guess you could say okay um and that, that's pretty much wraps it up i guess yeah so so let, let's talk a little bit about bodybuilding because bodybuilding's <laughs> changed a little bit me and you have have sat down and and chewed on uh some of the the bodybuilding history we now have all these new divisions everywhere and it it's almost like every it, it's almost like a different sport so for the listeners you know you want to go through like the the different divisions in uh, in women's bodybuilding and men's bodybuilding and maybe talk about the differences and how you would train differently and and what a coach would help you with with that um you know, when we were doing this, it started off as just just male bodybuilders. Okay. And then they picked up, you know, Rachel McGlish. She was the first Miss Olympia. They started bringing girls into the sport. And it is, it's evolved into, you know, physique for men. Okay. That, the classic physique. As far as women, they, you know, you got several different categories from bikini to figure okay. uh, to physique. Can you explain uh, those a little bit? Because we have listeners from all over who are not familiar okay. with the differences. I guess we can start with the, the men. Okay. Bodybuilding is first and foremost muscle. Okay. Okay. So if you're, if you're an open bodybuilder, you got to have the muscle. Then you got to shape that muscle. You got to mold it, shape it. Um, as far as for physique, they don't really show their legs much. So it's not that these guys don't train hard or diet hard, okay. but you just don't have to show your legs. Okay. And that was a big thing when, when they came out, you know, they got a lot of, a uh, lot of grief about that. Okay. And uh, you know, then they went into the two twelve division and, and uh, now they got the classic division, which is one of my favorite. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it, what it, it, classic, like, what, what does that mean? Classic. It means classic means brings you back to the Samir Binaut, the Frank Zane, the Lee Labrada, which was one of the most beautiful bodies ever. Okay. You're, they're looking for that look, not just so much mass. So more aesthetic, kind of like the 1970s, yeah. early 80s look? Yes, yes, okay. yep. And then you, know, you got the women all the way from bikini, which is pretty much the, the, the baddest girl on the beach. Okay. All the way to uh, open female bodybuilding, which they got a ton of muscle, you know? Okay. Okay. So, so didn't they take away female bodybuilding for a while or do I have that, do I have that wrong? They took it away from the Olympia. Okay. And okay. in all, but maybe six shows, which uh, Jake Wood started his wings of strength and, okay. and gave all these women, you know, a platform to stand on. And now it's actually back in the Olympia this December. Oh, that'd be great. That'd All due great. to Jake Wood. And okay. uh, Jake Wood is the, the purchaser of the Olympia now. He bought the Olympia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that'll be, that'll be amazing. That'd be amazing. So like when you're looking for someone, someone say wants to get into bodybuilding. I mean, what are you looking for? Let's just start with the men and then maybe cover the women. I mean, what, what, what genetics, what natural gifts do they have to have? So if someone comes to me and, and you know, wants, wants to get trained or thinks they want to do a show, I am brutally honest. Okay. You know, if, if they're, if they're too tall, okay. I'm saying you're probably not going to work. Okay. You know, if you're, if you're shorter, it's a little better. Uh, the thing I look for, and I'll actually spin them around, okay. you know, it's, it might be a little odd for them. But I'll spin them around, and if you got 
broad shoulders, narrow hips, you're a pretty good candidate right out of the gate, you know? Okay. Um, and then we just get into more, more talking about it and see if they really want to go through the pain and agony. Pain and agony. So what is the pain and the agony? Just the diet part? I mean, maybe explain to the listeners like what, what the diet would look like. Uh, well, most of the time we, we've got to actually feed them more food to speed wow. up their metabolism. Oh, can you explain that a little bit? Because I know we have some doctors who listen to this too, so they may be interested in that too. So it would, it would be, uh, you know, if somebody comes to me and they, well, I only eat, you know, th three squares a day like the old timers taught us, you know, yeah. that's not going to cut it in bodybuilding. So you, you have to eat six, at least six times a day, make the meal smaller um, according, you know, and I figure all that out according to the body structure and what they want to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess um, kind of lost track there. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's all right. So, so you, they're eating six times a day. Isn't that going to make you fat? Not if you're eating good food. And, oh. You know, if you want to sit down and eat uh, Twinkies and Ho-Hos, probably not a good idea okay but if we're throwing in proper nutrition what okay. it's going to do is speed speed that metabolism up and and i like to use analogies um okay thread with everything i do um here i go with the the priest ums anyway you can do as many ums as you want i usually go through and clip a lot of them out so, <laughs> so I, I make this analogy that even everybody knows cars automobiles yeah you know in a race car, when they drive that thousand, thousand feet, quarter mile, yeah. they only put enough gas in the tank to get to the finish line. Any oh, more wow. slows them down. Yes. Any more sloshes the car around. Okay. So we want to put just enough and a little bit extra so we don't ever run out of fuel, but we got to keep the calories up. Um, building muscle works on calories, period. Oh, wow. But it's the right calories. Okay. So you – so – so do I, does that mean more protein, more fats, more carbohydrates? What does that look like? Well, I'll do my best here. Protein builds muscle. Okay. A lot of people got this uh, idea of a keto diet, you know. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need the carbohydrates to spike your insulin because insulin is the most anabolic hormone in your body. Once you spike the insulin, it drives the sugar, it drives the amino acids, it drives everything into the muscle cells. So insulin, oh, so insulin, and I know this to be true mm -hmm. medically, insulin moves more than sugars. It actually moves fats and proteins, right? Fats, proteins, um, mostly carbs, but okay. fats and proteins, yes, and your vitamins and minerals. Calcium wow. is the one of the most, calcium and sodium is two of the most important ingredients, minerals you can put in your body. Okay, okay. So, so, so. Do you always want, uh, despite that insulin, before you work out, after, when you're recovering? What does that look like? Do you, do you eat the same thing six meals a day, six times a day? If you could, that would be ideal. Oh, most wow. people okay. can't. They will get tired of it. Okay. Um, the three most important meals of the day are before you train, after you train, and before bed. Okay. Obviously, the morning breakfast gets the metabolism started, but you need proper nutrition to get through the workout. After, you want a high carbohydrate to insulin spike there, and then before you go to bed, because that's when you grow and your body gets into that REM sleep. Okay. 
So what so, does the REM sleep do? Uh, REM, well, you might uh, want to help me out on that one, but <laughs> REM, REM sleep is when you go into the, to a deep state of sleep. And yeah. once you reach that, your body can produce hormones. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Am I correct. Yeah. So one of the biggest hormones would be your growth hormone. Yep. So. So, so if someone's not getting proper sleep, no matter how good their nutrition is, or how good their trainer is, they're not going to grow. Correct. Absolutely correct. You got to put all three together. Okay. Perfect. Nutrition, training, Perfect. and sleep. Perfect. So I have a question for you. I had a patient come in today and uh, he's a, he's a pretty, you know, an older gentleman, about 38 for his sport. He's a UFC fighter, but he does intermittent fasting and he's having trouble with his, you know, his success in the squared circle there in the ring. So uh, what do you think about that intermittent fasting, you know, craze that's going on? It's uh, it's very fascinating for one. And, he probably told you why he's doing it. I don't know why, yeah. but there's certain, certain lengths, certain hours of fasting that makes your body go in and, and do certain things like any, anything after probably 16 hours, okay. your, your, your body starts to lose um, from about eight to 12 hours. Your body doesn't want to waste away. So it produces more growth hormone to maintain okay. that muscle. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of benefits, you know, gut health, just to clean out your GI and your track and everything. But I don't do so much of that. <laughs> can, a, can a competitive bodybuilder go that way? Cause I, you know, most of the bodybuilders I've talked to walked on the stage, including pros. I mean, they're eating constantly. It's like they're grazing, you know, always eating food. Yeah. Okay. So, so the question would be, could, could they compete doing intermittent fasting? Actually, it's a good idea every two okay. weeks to take Sunday and not eat for 12 hours. Oh, 12 hours to a normal person is like, that's normal. You know, they yeah. only eat once a day, but to a bodybuilder, psychologically, they think they're losing all their muscle. You can't lose muscle that fast. Okay. You're resetting, you're resetting everything pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Then, so, so you're saying every two weeks to give their digestion a break, their, their endocrine system a break, you know, take, take half a day and don't eat. Okay. Correct. Because you, you know, eating is very stressful on the body. Yes. It puts a lot of stress on your body. The more protein you eat, the more stress, the more fat, the more stress, okay. you know, there's, there's actually, I think there's probably less stress on the body if you eat sugar, okay. but you're not going to get too far if you just eat sugar. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what, what does a competitive bodybuilding like exercise routine look like? Cause I know now, um, you know, when I started out back in the the seventies and eighties, when uh, bodybuilders and powerlifters were trained together and our, our routines will look very similar. Now powerlifting is so specialized. We have chains and bands and we work on single reps and two reps, maybe, maybe three um, and we just don't do the volume of training that the bodybuilders do. I mean, is it still the same now, you know, 20 sets per body part like Arnold Schwarzenegger did? I mean, what's it look like nowadays? No, I, I don't believe it's the same at all. Just okay. like uh, powerlifting has evolved, so has bodybuilding has evolved also. Okay. So your, your number one goal um, is just to get that weight up any way possible. Yes. Get it up. Yeah. with proper form yeah. in, in a bodybuilders 
we try to make everything harder. It sounds really stupid, but okay. you, you make the exercises harder. And, and through that, you know, your range of motion in powerlifting is full range of motion. Yep. In bodybuilding, I can take someone if they need to lower their biceps and do okay. certain movements just for that. So it's almost like you're a potter and you're just trying to pack on a little clay where you believe your clients need it. Oh, wow. And that's where it comes in. That's what comes in where you got to have a good eye and a good coach. You know? Okay. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So, so what, I'm going to ask you some questions here. What do you think are some of the biggest changes maybe locally or regionally or nationally in, in bodybuilding over the years? Uh, from what I see, and it's no knock on any one promoter, it's, okay. it's actually lack of promoting. Okay. You know, in the old days, you know, when I owned gyms in the past or, or been in gyms, there's flyers all over the gyms. Mm -hmm. I used to get them mailed to me, you know, okay. and I, you just hear so many people out there, you know, pounding the pavement. Um, you had a show. Yep. And you, you actually went door to door to these businesses. I went, I went door to door and, and dropped off flyers and then be back. I would come back a week later to see <laughs> that they were up. You know, yeah. I had a little notebook, a black book that I wrote all the, I mean, I probably, you know, put a thousand miles on my car in a month, just going here, going there, dropping them off. Hell, I put them up at laundromats, yeah. you know. Like anything, you got to follow up on, yeah. you know, your projects. So that's the difference right there. There's, okay. there's nobody doing that. You know, in my last three gyms, I never even got a, um, nobody even mailed me a brochure, a flyer or nothing. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, if I ever if I ever get back to promoting, I I guarantee that I I will be visiting everybody. You know, you just they they'll get they'll get sick of seeing this fat old powerlifter waddle in and and put posters up because I'll just I'll just put them up on the wall myself. I won't wait for permission. It's always it's always easier to what ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well. If you do that, Fred, that's, that's what the bodybuilding community needs. And especially here in Minnesota, it's, it seemed to kind of take a little dive where it's flourishing in other states. Yeah. It's just not here. And, uh, you know, I can't really pinpoint why, because it seems like the interest is out there. But like I said, just maybe not the promoting, um, you know, there's been, there's been cases where shows have been dropped two weeks before a show. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. Competitors, they've been, they've been dieting and training for 20 weeks for this. Oh, so, so, so tell, so let's go through that. Uh, uh, what's the average year, say your state level, Mr. Minnesota level, go for state level. What does your year of training and diet look like? What does that competitor look like? Oh, for the most part, competitors still bulk up like they used to in the okay. old days. Okay. But, but the bulks aren't quite as dirty. What does and that mean? Dirty. Uh, but dirty food, probably uh, McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's probably ain't gonna be a, in the in the diet plan. <laughs> but you still bulk up. Try to get real strong, and uh, it depends on the individual. You might take twelve. You might take twenty weeks just to chisel that away. The slower you can go, I feel it's the better. Okay. So. Okay. So so let's just talk to the general public out there. Say someone's listening to this. They popped on this and. 
and you say, oh, this seems interesting, but I just want to lose the 10, 15 pounds I gain sitting on the couch watching Netflix during the mm -hmm. pandemic. So for the average person, could they use some bodybuilding uh, techniques to lose that weight? Well, I like to categorize all of us as bodybuilders. If you're oh, in wow. the gym training and moving a muscle, you're building your body. Okay. okay. So I, I like to think we're all, we're all uh, bodybuilders of some sort. But most of these people don't want big muscles. They just mm -hmm. want to drop a few pounds. Yep. And, and I'll be honest with them. And, I, and I'll say, if you can just nail your diet, you don't need me. Just I'll do a diet plan. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to work hard at this. And I tell them that. Why work harder? Work smarter. Get the food down. Because okay. that's your number one right there. Training okay. comes second and then, then sleep. Okay. I know that me and my family have started over the last few weeks we finally like listened to Randy Shar here and started meal prep you know, you want to explain that to people I try to tell people like they'll see us like I'll be making all my chicken and spreading out all the Tupperware and they're like what are you doing Fred I go prep <laughs> how important is that to the average person or the competitor well, if you think about, you know, eating anywhere from four to six, even more times a day, yeah. there is no way you can prepare six meals every day fresh. There's no, no way. You're going to spend all your time in the kitchen. Um, so it really, for me, I don't like leftovers. So that's the hardest part. And you've known me for 31 years, I think. And yeah. uh, I just hate to eat. So I think <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> I got to force food down, you know. Once I get on track, I, I, I get the food right. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell people the hardest part is diet and the, the prep. And if you can take two days out of the week and make your meals, so then you only got to have leftovers for, for a couple of days, I think that's the best. Um, I don't know. Sometimes people still leave those meals sit in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know I may leave one in there once in a while, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. So... <laughs> So, uh, so what's the advice you would give, say, a very novice, someone who wants to start out um, bodybuilder? What gyms, what type of gyms should they look at? What type of trainers? Because, like, I'll go on Instagram, and there's all these people that won one show and have, like, you know, 31 days experience, not 31 years, and they call themselves a trainer. Yeah, everybody's a guru after they do one show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it depends on what the individual is looking for, I guess. But I'm, I'm brutally honest, and that usually gets me in trouble. But I'll tell them, just take two weeks and go to a gym of your liking. Do you want one that's, you know, hardcore? Or do you want one softer, the big box club or, or something like that? Just take two weeks and play around in there because you don't want to hire me. And then I, and then I work the crap out of you and you're so sore, you know, it, it takes a little time to get acclimated. Okay. Go in and just do some movements. And that's one thing that a lot of these trainers do is they'll take on a client and they'll train them to, to near death. Okay. And that's, that's not a good experience for the average person who wants to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. So what about, what about the, someone who's a, trying to do uh, competitive um, bodybuilding. Are they always sore? Are they always like beat up? Pretty much. If, if you're not sore, you didn't train hard enough. 
But, okay. you know, the old Lee Haney said, uh, um, what did he say? Stimulate, don't annihilate. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an example. Like me and my training partner, we just did back Friday. Okay. And we are so, Saturday morning actually, and we are so sore. But I told him, I told him exactly what he's going to feel, how he's going to feel it. And it's the sorest he's ever been because we tried muscle activation on him. And I said, now tomorrow we're going to train back again. He's like, I'm so sore. I said, I promise when you wake up in the morning, you're not going to be sore. Because we didn't take and load up that muscle or that joint. And we didn't, we didn't damage or, or, or you know, the, the joints are still healthy. The tendons didn't get overworked. We just stimulated the muscle. And they're usually ready. If you got proper nutrition, they're usually ready within three days. Wow. Okay. Bigger muscles take longer. You know, calves every day, arms every other, legs every fifth day. Okay. So you're yeah. saying that you work out five or six times a week. Is that is that way it looks like for bodybuilding? Uh, I like to do a split four on one off. Okay. What does that mean? You train for four days. You hit every single body part at least once. Okay. Then you take a day off. Um, just like I always hear you in the powerlifting team, you know, the central nervous system. Yep. You, have to, uh, you have to just let everything settle down yeah. and, and rest. And, and uh, you know, this is where you would probably correct me here. You know, what, what does it actually do? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, you're, you, you, have to, you, have to have, you have to recover the nervous system first before the muscles, the joints, the tendons, and ligaments are recovered. You know. Because the nerves are what's responsible for the contraction, right? Correct. And Correct. if they're always inflamed or damaged or, or overworked, you're not going to have a good contraction anyway. Yep. Yep. It's not going right. to fire. So right. speaking right. of contraction, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice dovetail, Randy. How important is that posing? I've, uh, as a judge, I've been up there and I see someone with a beautiful body and I'm like, they're going to win. And then they start posing, and I'm like, you have to be flipping kidding me. You could have the most beautiful body in the world on that stage, but if you don't know how to show it, you're not going to win. You will not win, you know? That's so how often, how often should they pose or, you know, work with their posing coach or, or that? Do you start like a couple weeks out, or is it something you do your whole, whole life, your whole career? I tell people to, to pose at least flex every night before bed. Wow. Okay. So you, you know, you're, 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 your stomach's a little extended. You got food all day. You know, you're a little whatever, tired. But eat and pose. That posing is going to drive those nutrients into the muscles. And then you're going to sleep. You're going to get in your REM sleep. And you're going you're gonna to grow. So posing every night. But, and that starts right, right out of the gate. Um, but as far as with a coach, it's probably once a week until you get down to about eight weeks out, a couple times a week, and then it's then it's tweaking them three, four times every week. Okay, wow. You, you show them, you put them in position, you hold them there. They can see it, they can feel it. Then they can take that home and pose on their own. Okay. So so now some personal questions. So who who are your favorite bodybuilders? What type of physique do you like, women and male? What what are your favorites? I'm gonna start with the women. Okay. And I'm gonna say Linda Murray. Really? Okay. Why? Absolute best. Uh, she's beautiful. Uh, her shapes were unbelievable. She wasn't overpowering. 
still, I hate to say this, still feminine. Okay. Um, and as far as guys, uh, Kevin Lavroni has been my favorite growing up um, through all the sport. And now is Phil Heath is my number one. Okay. But if you want to go as far as current IB, IFBB competitors. Yeah, sure. Um, Sergio Olivia Jr. Really? So, yeah. so, so is that, is that Sergio Olivia's son? Oh, yeah. you got, you have the shirt on everybody. He's looking, he's pointing at his shirt. So. <laughs> yeah, that's his son. Okay. Yep. So how did he place at the Arnold? He came in fifth. Okay. And is that I, his I, first I, show or has he no, done other shows or? Oh, he, he's done. He's done a few other shows. Okay. Um, probably his most, most noticeable or it was probably a New York pro two years ago. Okay. He came in. Yeah, he came in and won that one. But uh, the, for the Arnold, that was his, it was his best showing ever. Okay. He's really filling out and maturing. And I had talked to him probably three, four, five months. I don't know what it was before the Arnold. And okay. I predicted him the dark horse. And I yeah. told him he's going to be in the top five. He's like, bullshit, if I make top 10, I'm going to be happy, you know. And uh, sure, as, sure as hell, he was number five. Oh, yeah. Won the best posing award. So there's posing comes in right there. So Okay. That's, that's amazing. But does yeah. posing count toward points? It doesn't count toward points, does it? Um, apparently now it does. Oh, wow. In the okay. IFBB, yeah. Oh, so wow. They're, okay. they're judging your posing now. And Arnold Schwarzenegger started that, I think, probably three years ago. Okay. And then uh, now the IFBB is doing it in the Olympia and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Hey, I'm trying to think of the name of the – the uh, the uh, he was a masters lift uh, masters uh, competitor for a while. Is it Ed Corny? Is that right? Yeah. The yeah. most beautiful pose. Almost like he looked like he was dancing, like he was doing Tai Chi up there. It was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the transitions were amazing. Me and uh, me and my wife Belinda were watching. Uh, we were watching some stuff on YouTube, and it's like you see these beautiful bodies, and they just get up there, and they're real blocky when they present them. And it's like, no, the posing, you know, you got to get those transitions down. Uh, that's, that's where I said, you know, you, you, you've got to have that. Sorry, the sun's on my eyes. That's it. You got to have the, uh, the wide shoulders, narrow hips. You got to okay. start with that. Okay. I mean, if you're, if you're blocky, you know, maybe be a power lifter. I don't know. <laughs> I had to get that one in there, Fred. Well, that's all right. We, you know, powerlifting is totally different because we want we want a bigger midsection. We want a a wider hips. So when you're squatting nine hundred a thousand pounds, you're not shattering. You know everything. So right. that, that, you that, want a big you want a bigger trunk. Yep. And your hips are the most powerful thing in your body. So correct. Let's get some wide hips and get some power, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the the training's totally different. Uh, it, you know, it's not about looking good on the beach anymore. And in the in the heavier weight classes, there's still some uh, there's still some gals and guys in the lighter weight classes that look real good. But the ones who do well are the ones who have the bigger hips, wider hips, and stronger yeah. core. You know, yeah. for moving everything. And you uh, usually find. You know, oh man, I always put my foot in my mouth. But you usually find a little bit better um, bodies in the lower divisions because they have to meet a weight limit, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So like you, you're in the open. So you want to get as big as possible, as strong as possible. Yeah. But these guys in the lower divisions, they can't get over a certain weight. So. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> as, as we say in, on the team, Nemesis Barrelton team, I'm in the letters, not the numbers. So <laughs> super heavyweight. <laughs> Yeah, I I do want to come down to the numbers eventually after uh, the world's here. If I get an invite in October, I do want to come down. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to setting records, you know, and super heavyweight three or weights. And then I'm going to have to work with this guy, Randy Shar to get me down to 275. Cause uh, I think that'd be healthier for me with all my kids. And as, and if I can maintain a lot of that strength, that'd be amazing. I think you'll do some damage at 275. Yeah. Yeah, that, yep. that, that would be fun. That'll be fun. So well, I think you're, you'll be invited uh, if you do real good in August, what, 8th or 3rd? Yeah. Is yeah. that going to get you an invitation? I think so. I think if I, uh, if I do well enough, what they did with the COVID and the pandemic, they moved nationals from April to June. And then all of a sudden, after I signed up for the South Dakota meet, they, uh, they oh, in, in Florida... They're, they're, you know, the next weekend after South Dakota, they're going to have nationals. And, and I'm like, I, I just don't know if I'm ready to, with COVID and all that, travel to Florida and back. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. But being a master's, you know, hopefully I can get an invite or an invitation. I'll just have to have a good performance in South Dakota. So that'll be fun. Beat up I on some Ukrainians gonna, and Germans. That'll be fun. I think you're going to have a, a remarkable showing in uh, August 3rd. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So that's amazing. Well, so so here's here's a let, let's just finish up with this. So if someone was going to ask Randy Shar his philosophy to bodybuilding and to life, what would that be? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Everything in moderation except bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So well, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me interview you. I'm I'm gonna bring you back a few more times. I think uh, I think everyone will like this, and maybe we'll start doing some after we start having some contests. We'll do some contest reviews. I know I've had some asks for that. You know, just yes. real quick, let's talk about you know the Olympia. Let's talk about this. So if you'd be up for that, I'd love to have you. I would love to do it. Like I said, I'm a little nervous now. It's my first time ever doing any of this, so. I'm excited. I want to do some more. All right. Well, thanks a lot. It. I appreciate it. It's good having you.